one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Corey Funson. Boom. And Tony Corkinox. Yo! Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, viewers, to 417 of the GameCast. Uh, Mike is not working. He, I mean, he's working. It's not, he's not here. <laughs> he is working. Uh, I almost said he's not working. Uh, but uh, he's not going to be with us this week. So uh, we'll get his other opinions of whatever we discussed this week, I'm sure, um, on this podcast. But uh, as we're going to be talking about something that's a little bit hot topic right now. Uh, that's not even our topic tonight. Our topic is uh, prices of games. Should they go up? Uh, you know, and that's something we will talk about. Um, but I want to lead. Well, let's let's start off with what we've been up to first, and then we'll get into this uh, news about um, Rockstar. Um, so, uh, just mentioning for me, I, it's been a couple I missed last week, but uh, I am very entrenched into Tomb Raider, uh, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I I was thinking about what to say about that game on this podcast. That's what that game is right now, and that's not a good thing. Uh, it's not a I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad game because I'm now the people are going to be angry at me. But it's not a bad game. But there's zero. If you like, if it's a bad game, you could say it's a bad game. No, it's just say your honest feelings. It's more like because I'm playing through it. I have one chapter left. I'm 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 going through. It just gave me the notification about finish your stuff. You know, finish your shit before you go on. So I'm at the end of the game. Uh, well, however long that sequence takes, I'm at that sequence. Uh, but uh, it, it's like how do you have a game that's a third one, but feels more like the first one? In terms of the way it plays, it it went backwards in game. I mean, that could be a good thing if no. you really like the first one. <laughs> no, because like everything in this game, <laughs> no. everything in this game tries to improve on what they did in two, uh, and that's in terms of its traversal, the grappling hook thing, uh, the combat. But every single thing feels like it's just not tight. Like it's just not there. Like the I have probably fallen. I don't know how many times because it wasn't clear about what I was supposed to do and where. Uh, I have also probably died in combat because it was like, I it just it doesn't the sensor thing doesn't always work in terms of like where you can see the the enemies. It it kind of has a lag to it. Uh, it. It doesn't seem polished. The game just doesn't seem polished. It looks good, but even the frame rate's not great. And you know I'm playing on my Xbox One X, so I'm playing on 4K. I'm playing on 4K 30 frames too, which is supposed to be locked. That's why I did it, because you could play 60-frame mode, and that is not locked. So I did 30-frame locked, but it's not locked. Don't tell me it's locked, because I saw it not locked. <laughs> I saw uh, it. Yeah. Don't lie to me, game. Um, but, you know, it's not like I'm hating the game, because I'm a Tomb Raider. I've played these other games. However, if, like, Tony, have you ever played these games? I played the first one. Oh, but if you haven't played the second one, there's zero no. reason, zero zero reason to play this game. And I would say, do not play this game if you've not played the second game. Absolutely not. Uh, and I don't care. Like, do not play this game because you will have no idea, literally no idea of what's going on because it's just like basically part two is what it is. Okay. And I didn't know that's what this was going to be. I thought it was going to be a, a new story, but no, it's literally like part two because at first I was like, wait, what? what's going What am I here for? What, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to remember this from the second game? It picks up like right afterwards and I'm like, I, I didn't know this. So uh, if you've never played this, this game, this is not the game to kick it off with. And uh, it's also not the best the tightest controls controls are they don't feel they feel laggy like they don't feel precise and in a third person like with platforming that's not fun a lot of times um uh, so i don't think the combat's in depth intuitive i don't think it's great 
I guess I do hate it, but it's not like <laughs> I guess I I, talking about it. But it, I'm finishing the game. It's not like I'm not. a glutton for punishment. Like... But, I'm, but like I'm enjoying the character, I think a lot, and, I, and I'm enjoying. Oh, and I, I, you know what? I do I will say they, they the puzzles are actually I like the puzzles a lot. Uh, I do think the crypts are very well done. The tombs. Oh, the, she actually the does tomb raiding. Yes, she actually does some tombs. Uh, they make you go into some tombs or crypts in this game. Uh, then there's actually tombs you can go into, and those puzzles have been very good. A couple of them. Have been basic but very good some of them were like oh this is pretty cool okay they did a good job with this so they made them much nice that's the improvement right there the puzzles which is cool that's a part of the game big 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 part of the game but the other aspects of it make me say do not play this game uh to anybody who is not a tomb raider fan at all uh don't like if you see it on sale don't buy it because it's not worth mm -hmm. a pickup right now unless you've played the other games uh i would go back and play those first and then if you want to finish that series <laughs> the story then go ahead and pick it up that's it so I, I don't know. I'm going to finish it, and then I'm going to move back to Nino Kuni just before Red Dead, because um, I'll be done with Tomb Raider, obviously, probably tomorrow, and then I'll go back to Nino Kuni until Red Dead. So. Didn't you say you played something else on your Switch? Mm. I started playing um, The World Ends With You, but I didn't really get uh, into it because I had some weird, weird, uh, weird glitch today where I couldn't get the controllers to work with the game, uh, and, I, and I realized now... Don't be. you have like a pro controller though? The pro controller does not work. It's got a line through it, oh. uh, so you can't use it. Apparently, I don't know. That's what I got from it. Mm. So uh, when I see a pro controller on the screen as my option, it's got a line through it. That tells me I can't use that controller, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I saw the Joy Cons and I'm like, okay, can I use the dock with them? And I'm like, no. Okay, so let me hold them separately. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. It really just wants to use one Joy Con, but then it asked me to place that Joy Con flat on a surface, and I couldn't get past that point. After I got past the sync problem, I couldn't get into to begin with. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't sync. It kept looping back to that. Press the L, L, the L and R part. It kept looping mm -hmm. back to that on me. Uh, and then I found out that the real problem with the game is I kept switching between handheld and dock to try to get past what I was working on, and it can't really. It, while I can switch where the t the game is, the game doesn't really know what mode it should be in at that point. So I had to keep close. I kept having to close the game, reopen it. Uh, until finally I decided, you know what the hell with this, I'm just going to play it in handheld and see how it is. And then I realized that handheld is the way you're supposed to play this game. So uh, I'm well, going to... Well, it was to... a... I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I knew it... that, but I wanted to see what they had done for the Switch. You know what I mean? Like, what they right. had... No, I, I get it. Sure. But I mean, I was curious, yeah, I'd be curious to see what they would do to when it's a dual screen or touch screen device game yeah i mean and then you're gonna put it on a tv i, I will say that this is the this is the this is the actual first so, time i've ever used a touchscreen. yeah so that's the reason why you can't actually use the um pro controller for this is because the um t t simulate or emulate well, i don't know what term you want to use um the touch controls touch, yeah. yeah like it requires both of the joy cons because i think you gotta like do like some motion motion type that was the weird part like that. that i couldn't get the second joy con to sync that was the weirdest part and and yeah. i know what you're saying like, now i'm thinking about the way the controls work with the dash and everything like mm -hmm. you would probably need to move them for like spells and for other things and i'm like yeah. I, I i couldn't get it to sync i don't know so uh, yeah. i mean i'll be playing this in handheld it's actually pretty cool for me to bring this this would be fine for like a game to bring to work and play it on downtime so i'll be doing that this week too so i'll have more of an impression next week of it but uh it's very pretty it's a very hand-drawn um, game. It's uh, really nice looking. Um, I like the style. It kind of reminds me of uh, Jet Set um, mm -hmm. kind of environment. So, um, Neo Tokyo. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the music is uh, take, takes me right back to that. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, yeah, like the music is just so cool. It's like yeah. very like you know 
J poppy mm-hmm. like yep, rap kind of thing yep. like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll play it this week, and you'll I'll have more of an impression of it for for you guys next week. Cool. So, all right, that's it for me, Corey. Uh, I'm just playing a lot of Destiny still, and uh, this Dragalia Lost game on my phone. <laughs> Do, wait, what is this game on? Uh, what is it? That's the new Nintendo game. I thought I so. Okay, that's one of the people have been talking about. Okay, how is mm-hmm. it? It's. I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's basically an action RPG um, in the vein of, I guess, kind of like a Diablo. Mm-hmm. Diablo way, light, I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's at well, very light, uh, and it fits in your phone, and like, it does a great, great job of. Um, um, I, I always feel like something to um and progressing you forward as far as the game is concerned and i'm yeah there's like crafting there's mm-hmm. loot drops like everything i love about like a, an rpg style game um they're, they're getting it here in a free free to play nintendo game it's, it's very pretty it's like uh looks fantastic on the, the uh xs okay max <laughs> yeah it's, it's great what's really cool though is like they had a, a an event like two weeks um the a raid where you actually co-op with your whole squad so it's like 16 players, 16 characters on screen fighting a big boss, which hmm. is pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then if you like do things, they give you um, the char- like a, uh, exclusive character for that event and stuff, which was pretty neat. Cool. And they got a Halloween event coming up, and yeah. obviously same thing, Destiny's got the Halloween thing going on now too, so. Okay. Same, same stuff as always here. Alright. Uh, Tony? <clears throat> oh, let's see. I forget if I talked about it, but I actually played a, a little Mega Man 11. Oh, cool. Um, How is that? Yeah. Uh, really fun. Um, yeah. it, it's it's a solid game. Um, one of the better efforts, uh, for sure, of the Mega Man genre. I, I would put it above um, 10, but maybe a little below 9. 9 was the first one that went back to the 8-bit style. Uh, 10 was the second one that went back to the, the mm-hmm. 8-bit style on the Xbox 360 you know, we, mm-hmm. whatever, stuff like that. Uh, but it's it's a good good. Um, it plays well, no, you know, input delay or anything like that. Um, a lot of the bosses and levels and, you know, everything is, like, really creative and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm hoping it does well so we can see, you know, more Mega Man in the future. Um, sure. And it's priced right. I mean, $30, that's uh, a bargain. Especially for a game that, you know, you might only get, like, four or five hours uh, of a single playthrough. And, you know, mm-hmm. it depends on what you want to do you know uh i think it's a great game for like speed running and stuff like that i know a couple of uh, runners i watch are trying to like route something which to me is a like, kind of exciting it's it's interesting with some of these new games it's like i appreciate these games but like when new people are trying to map out like the, the quickest way to beat the game mm-hmm. and, like like discovering like tricks and tips and like little you know whatever exploits or whatever it's like oh wow it's really interesting and stuff like kind of you know the it's different when a game is established and everybody's like, oh, it's, you know, more of the execution rather than discovery and stuff like that. Um, and that just more Xenoblade Chronicles to um, the Golden mm-hmm. Country Yatorna. Uh, that's still really solid. Um, you know, enjoying that. Cool. Uh, I would say probably about halfway through that. Right. And other than that, just a little Overwatch because uh, their Halloween event is going on. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, their, their thing is pretty cool and stuff like that. And actually, uh, to tie it into a little bit of news, um, so back earlier in the year, they did that uh, Pink Mercy charity mm-hmm. uh, yeah. thing, and uh, they raised $12.7 million. Uh, and today they actually announced what their um, that money's going towards with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, which was the organization that they paired with for that. 
Um, so it's funding three uh, new programs. Uh, so one of them is Precision Prevention Initiative, um, and that's going to aid uh, innovative prevention research to reduce the incidence of breast cancer uh, and create creating like new tools and tests for uh, better screenings and diagnostics and stuff like that. Um, so it'll help like you know the prevention parse, uh, process of. I'm I'm just. I don't think we usually get an update as to what they're actually doing with the money after you do a fundraise. I, that's like the first right. time I've heard of somebody and doing that's this. Why, yeah, that's yeah. part of why I think it's this so awareness month. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Ties all together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So the second thing is Translational Breast Cancer Research Consortium Award. Um, so uh, it was funded by the Pink Mercy Donations. Uh, will help launch five new clinical trials this year. And they're conducted with a consortium comprised of 19 different medical institutions and almost 200 investigators aimed at accelerating new treatments for patients with breast cancer. Um, so it uses like a multidisciplinary approach to, mm -hmm. and I'm just reading off the thing, I don't understand a lot of it on a high level, but maybe you do, uh, to improve the understanding of breast cancer biology and to test new therapeutic strategies through clinical trials. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then the third and last one is going to be uh, they're introducing 25 annual uh, research grants through BCRF. Um, so that's the core of their mission statement, the uh, BCRF. Uh, so these awards provide scientists across the world with funds to explore innovative ideas, collaborate with other researchers, and bring us closer to eradicating breast cancer. So uh, 25 research grants are going to be distributed to studies in seven different research fields that focus on diagnosis and treatment. And they kind of like broke it down. So some of the different categories of treatment, tumor biology, biomarker Jeez. discovery, disparities, metastasis, uh, hereditary risk and early detection. So, so we uh, expect this from now on with any fundraiser to get this kind of a breakdown, right? I hope we do because just, you know this is yeah. really cool. Um, you know, this is one of the things that like it, it's crazy when gamers can come together to like do something that's really cool. Not only you know for the game and the lore and you know the community, but like the world as uh, as you know yeah. as a larger whole. Because this will benefit uh, people that don't even know Overwatch and stuff like that. And I think yeah. that's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, all right, we're getting into the news now, right? We're good? Yep. <laughs> all right, uh, moving into the news, we're going to kick off with like some lighter stuff here. Uh, PSN name changing. Uh, PSN name change got announced uh, on t uh, much more fanfare than the crossplay, um, but uh, that they're allowing it in 2019. You'll be able to finally change your PSN name. Mm -hmm. Uh, for free for the first one, I think it's nine ninety nine each additional change. Same uh, thing as Microsoft, right? But they didn't really explain how it will work with games that were purchased before April of twenty eighteen. Like I think that's where they said the name change will take effect into. But they said that having they don't guarantee that it would work in other older games. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, but that's what I was. I didn't know if they updated that more recently, but I know last week that's what they were talking about. Uh, and mm. they haven't really detailed it all yet. So maybe at PSX, oh wait, we're not getting that. Uh, they can detail stuff. Uh, so, I don't know. But uh, 2019, I would assume April, somewhere around there. Did they say exactly when? No, I don't, I don't know exactly when. Yeah. I know like last year at PSX they were saying um, next year we'll have something to say yeah, at PSX and then they canceled PSX uh, all right. so um, anyways so that's some news there uh, Nintendo announced N Nintendo's bundles for the Switch are there's a how many bundles are there for this thing it's merchandising that's uh, a lot that's it's, why I was it's like, very, this is the most aggressive I've ever seen Nintendo with bundling they're doing a Diablo um, 3 a collection bundle for three fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, for those wondering but yeah I did that immediately when you posted that Tony my, my, my thought went to space balls were like merchandising What's that? And he shows. Well, I mean, you know, all the successful systems do that. Like, I mean, oh, how sure many I different know. 
Nintendo, Nintendo's know. notorious for it though, with their different colors. Uh, N64s, remember that? I mean, that game. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, but that I mean, was that was internal. You know, sure. usually they only do it for first parties. This sure. is the. It's true. You're right. You're right. It, it, it's been a while. So I, I know in Japan they actually did a Monster Hunter Switch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the thing is, it's not just like, hey, you get the game and other stuff. It's um, the dock itself has like Diablo three like thing imprinted on it. Um, and on the back of the Switch itself, it has, like I think, Diablo's face on it or something like that. Um, and, like, a grayish, you know, fatigue or something like that to go with the matte black. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And it, it does come with um, the digital deluxe version or whatever. It comes with all the content. Uh, and I think a pretty sweet-looking, like, red and black um, Diablo Switch case and stuff like that for 360. So it's, like, it's nice. you know, a little... It's the same price if you bought them two separately, but, like, you get... You get stuff. some customized stuff for it. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed that Blizzard came out and said that they, they're not working on cross-network play for this because the rumor came out that they were, and I was like, oh, God, please. That would be awesome. And uh, yeah. But I'm still, probably gonna, I'm still probably getting this for Switch when it comes out. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, I might, too. Um, ooh. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, after you guys said it, I was like, well, you know what? Because um, it only wanna... helps us, Tony, because like, <laughs> if this does well, then Blizzard's like, well, right. we could put other stuff out on Switch, too. Right, right. So, no, I mean, what? I absolutely agree. And the thing is, like, you know, at, at the core of it, I do want to at least experience the... Um, the game was the way it was intended. The expansion... Con- <laughs> well, well, the game, yeah, is, is intended. But the expansion <laughs> story mode, because, like, the thing is, uh, you know, the rumor has it that um, we're going to get big Diablo news this year at BlizzCon because yes, yes. Um, the key art, a lot of the merchandise has, like, new Diablo art that has not been used before and stuff like that. So for them to just, like, you know, uh, commission art to, you know, or not commission, but, like, have yeah. their artists do this stuff for, yeah. like, Mock-ups. Yeah, no apparent yeah. reasons. Kind Definitely of like... got like burned last year though with the. Like, I really thought it was all the, I think I made a bet. The... I think I made a bet. Yeah, we that. we made a bet there. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, with the necromancer stuff like that, that, that was a little disappointing. But I, this this year they got it because <laughs> it makes so much sense because this game has been out forever. And, this is yeah, all... coming out on Switch is like perfect, and then like we're all right in the BlizzCon with uh, the announcement of four. And it's like, all like, right, let's I feel like all Half Life Three fans have been saying this same thing for a long time. Nah, <laughs> this like, is the year. I, this is are they even Half Life fans anymore? I like, I mean, but, it's been so long. Like, I figured right, it's like this is a completely different story. This I is know. Like... You know it's coming. You know it's coming. So but, they have um, to be no, I, on I could see definitely see cross-platform play for Diablo Four. Sure. Because um, yeah. again, like you know, uh, if it's not designed for it in mind, it always makes it a little bit trickier. Mm-hmm. You know, games like Fortnite or Rocket League, like you know, where it was like, hey, we want this as on many platforms as possible. And yeah, Rocket League was cross-platform And Rocket League is more that. of a service game, too. I mean, Diablo 3 is not a service game. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. But um, They tried to make it one. Yeah, they tried, but <laughs> yeah. it's not anymore. So, yeah, all right. Um, what else do we have here? N64 Classic League, possibly, and Images here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel. Expected. It, it's expected, but here's the thing. Like, to me... I mean, we, we kind of know what it's going to look like. It's going to be the, the system be. shrunk yes. down to fit in your palm. Like, to me, the the visuals of what it looks like is, like, the least interesting thing you could talk about for <laughs> the, all the details about NC4 Classic. Yep. You know, the important details are what games are going to be on there, how many. Is there sure. going to be, like, mm-hmm. hook slash catch, kind of like with SNES Classic. They're like, ooh, bam, Star Fox 2. You know, to me, I'm like, well, could they release some of that, like, exclusive um, 64 DD, you know, the disk drive yeah, stuff. that's right. That, never saw the light of day in America and stuff like that. That could be cool. Um, you know, like, uh, I think F-Zero X had, like, a track editor and stuff like that. Like, that would be a cool gimmick because it's like, hey, yeah. people have never been able to experience it. That's true. That would be great. 
uh, you know, how many controllers it's going to come with, are the controllers going to come in different colors, you know, et cetera. Those are the interesting details about the N64 Classic to me, not what does it look like. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's interesting to talk about, but I think we all expect this, right? Yes, we yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man's DLC hits next week, the heist. There's going to be the Black Cat DLC. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. uh, did you guys get the season pass for us? I didn't yet. Um, but I, you know, I this is a game I, I, I am I'm not getting rid of. So yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. Oh, I platinum that too. I forgot to mention that and what we've been up to. Oh nice. Um, nice. Yeah, I did platinum that. I think we did. We all platinum that. I did not find it. But uh, um, playing on it or it, Mike? It's. Uh, maybe at it's some point it's like tedious. one of those things that you can just do it, it's a bit right. more tedious so maybe you could do it during the dlc stuff too um so yeah, well, like, work it in yeah, yeah. Uh, right the um this game is the highest percentage platinum in um yeah all yeah i did see that station's exclusive titles so, so yeah. it's impressive. It's just like it's it's a nice easy as an easy just like you can't miss stuff you know like so it's if you just play the game you're gonna get it yeah right yeah so as long as you explore a little you bit i mean there's like there's one thing i was i, I, I did miss which was um uh uh, somewhere up in the north corner of things, I had to go look for something up there. Well, I mean, as long as you're playing the game, I'm just saying, like, you right, can't like, do something like, in the story like, and, like, oh shit, I can't go back to that. And yeah, yeah, I hate that. Where it's like, oh, part. like in chapter one, like, find this random <laughs> thing. Like, to this what? Yeah. Like, like, I'm, like or, in Tomb Raider, in Tomb Raider, like, I missed a relic. This yeah. yeah. So, can't do it. All right. Uh, let's go into two. Well, we have two big things to talk about in this podcast. One is the. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, crunch time fiasco that's going on um, with uh, Red, Rockstar. Um, trying to clarify basically how it leaked that they were, I guess not demanding, but expecting a, like 100-hour work weeks. So, right. Well, hold on. Let's let's start with the um, the first quote. What was it? Uh, yeah. An interview with um, what what publication was it? Um, Venture. Vulture? Oh, Venture Beat or something, was it? Uh, Venture, Beat. Venture Beat's probably the first one, yeah. I'm sorry, I only, when I, I posted this in here, the only, I have one site accessible at work. Uh, so I went and grabbed it from here. Uh, it's a uh, Vulture, Vulture. Right. Vulture. Vulture. So oh. Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser, Hauser, I don't know how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, uh, said in an interview, um, we were working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018, Dan says. The finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue, and many more lines of code. Uh, even for each uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer and TV commercial, we probably made 70 versions, but the editors may make several hundred. Sam and I will both make lots of suggestions, as will other members of the team. Hmm. So it was like, are you, is this like a stealth brag kind of thing? Like, you know, like, oh, we were working 100 hours. Like, I, I don't know if that was like, I, I don't know, like I don't know if it was like a, necessarily a brag. I he think went, he was just more saying like, look at how much shit we, we put have a lot. Of, I think game. it was more about I put we put a lot of effort and a lot of time into this game. And how we wanted like the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, right. I think he's trying to. Corey chopped up there. What was that? It doesn't that? read that. It just I was just saying it, it doesn't read that way when you like read it on paper. Like oh, I, we spent a hundred. It's like whoa, you spent a hundred hours a week. It doesn't sound like. We worked really hard and like put all of our time and effort and make this game. I think great. that's what he was trying like to say. But then you're like, wait, 100 hour work weeks? Are you are you kidding me? I mean, that's where you get into the problem of, uh, and then and then like I remember it's funny though, Tony, when you first posted this, my first thought was this has been said before from this company. This isn't the first time I've heard that their crunch time in this game is the one of the worst companies for crunch time. Like, yeah, no, uh, they said that uh, it, it came out. 
Right, GTA 5, yeah. or any GTA yeah. most likely. Yeah. Um, in 2010, uh, there was an open letter by wives of uh, a lot of Rockstar San Diego's uh, employees uh, talk about the work conditions in relation to Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, you know, they've done it multiple times before. There's n- no doubt in my mind that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's not as bad, like there's, as the previous stuff, it's still happening to yeah. a degree that is unacceptable. I th- yeah, exactly. And, and I, don't, I mean, the other thing is, I don't think that Rockstar's the only studio that's doing this. Oh, sure. This. No, I'm, I, there's no way. I they, mean, they're getting singled out right now. Thank, thanks of, to Jason Schreier's, Schreier's book. Jason Schreier's book actually shed a lot of light on it for how games are really thrown together at the last second. I mean, if you look at the amount of hours people are working, I mean, look at mm-hmm. look at Uncharted. Uh, was a good. That's a good one. Um, Naughty Dog. Last of Us. Yeah, Naughty yeah. Dog. Um, that barely came together at the end. Yeah. You know, they even admitted like several times, like, oh, how are we going to do this? They stayed there all week. Yeah. They wouldn't Destiny, even go home. Fucking Destiny yeah. got yeah. made in a year. It was a game that right. was being developed for five years, yeah. and they just scrapped every four yeah, years yeah, of work. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that a lot of studios are guilty of, but it's, you know, one of those things that, like, uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, and the other thing is, like, this is just, it just happens to be, like, you know, as I explained to, I forget, Nick or, or Mike on the, on the Discord, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, a lot of people do it, but it just takes one to start. Like, hey, like, you got to start something. Well, it's the whole Fortnite thing with uh, crossplay. It's like you need so need a trigger. Right, you need a catalyst to right, get everybody on board here. Right, exactly. And like with this game being like the biggest game of the year by far, uh, is yeah. on all, uh, you know all the co- the well, the big two console platforms I mean, been developed for seven years. If this game doesn't win Game of the Year, it's a huge disappointment. Yeah, right. That's, right. that's what it, you're. It has yeah. high expectations. It's the Golden so, War, the State Warriors of basketball. Basically. Yeah, right. And then for this interview to come out, which honestly should have just been a fluff piece, like, hey, like you know, yeah, RDR two is coming out really soon, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, hope you're looking forward to this awesome product we're making. And it's like, okay, but the thing is, you know, as opposed to a lot of these other studios um, and developers and publishers, that it's like, you know, typically it's around a three to four year console. You know, game development yeah, cycle. Yeah. RDR2 has been developed for seven years. So, in my opinion, I'm sorry, if you take seven years to make a video game, and in that, even in that final year, I'm not even sure about the first six, you have to do 100 hour work weeks. Like anybody has to do 100 hour work there weeks. There has to be a better system of management there, time. Like, yeah. right. You are failing as a manager or a leader, and or yeah. a leader. Like, that's piss poor management, scope management, project management, whatever you want to call it. It's terrible. You, you could have taken I, – I can't do quick math, but if you spread that out over seven years, extra time, like a little bit more a week instead, it would have been better spent than 100-hour right. work weeks. You would have right. been – you would have maybe had about a you know, 42-hour work week is what right. you would have been. And, right, and there's like – there's so many of these features that just – okay, like uh, the you know artist in me can appreciate like, wow, the attention to detail or like the, the you know small details – you know, the thing is, at some point, you got to ask yourself, is this worth it? Like the horse testicle thing. Like, yeah, somebody's job was literally to make horse testicles shrink or grow, depending on if it was cold or hot. Like, is that something most people are going to care about? Like, who's going it's to care about It's unbelievable they spent that much time on that point. I mean, come on. Physics, right. testicle physics. Why is that in the game? Right. And it just you take that and like, does, does that make it a better game? First and foremost, does it make it Maybe. a better game? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I... The, the the horse lover and people maybe want the full full I mean, sure. I don't maybe. want to kink shame anybody, but if you hear into that kind of stuff, well, uh, you know what? Uh, wait for the PC version. Get your modding. Well, I mean, it's about immer- like, video games about immersion and like taking you out of like uh, well, your sure, but at, at a certain point, like, a different one. 
I'm sorry, but how many people play games are really looking at those physics? Oh, I'm not. Well, I thing is for me, like I understand you guys are saying this, like, oh, do we really need this? I sure, why not? Like, let's throw everything we can into a game and like make it as big as as possible. Like, let's push the envelope as much as possible. But don't kill your workers for it. Yeah, that's, that's we, if you had time, if you had extra time, yes, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, but I'm just saying why. But you're, yeah, it sounds like you guys like don't. Well, we don't need this. Throw it out. Like, why? Like because you didn't have time. Because you didn't have time. Things. No. I, I do oh, I, I, I know what you're saying, Corey, but if that's if you have the extra time. Like, okay, we, we finished this game and we have four months to launch. What can we polish? That's when you do that. Well the problem is like you get creep scope and things just keep going out of control and you don't right. know how to that, bring them in. That's like when you pushing start the envelope. Off the list. You know, I would love them to push the envelope in terms of like story, AI, you know, gameplay mechanics. Like because we like, know not now stupid attention. That's detail. the thing. We know now for a fact that during the development cycle, they start to cut things that they know aren't going to be ready. So right. the time they spent on the horse testicles, what did they cut? And everything's, everything's Maybe Rockstar isn't cutting. Maybe they're not cutting, and that's oh, why we have right. these, these Maybe things. Have but, yeah. you know, here's, here's, here's the problem, you know, because this is one of the things, and I've talked about it before, where you have these mega, you know, the, the giant corporations, and I'll say, like, you know, that's Electronic Arts, uh, Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft, and uh, Take Two. They are like the premier third-party publishers at sure. this point. Yeah, it is almost impossible for people to compete. Like, almost impossible for any third party to to compete with this stuff. Can you imagine like another open-world game like coming out after Red Dead Redemption Two? You know, people are gonna mm -hmm. be like, "Oh, this is shit." Like, it doesn't have as many features. Or... Huh? Cyberpunk. <laughs> Possibly, uh, right, right. Independent but, studio, right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, possibly, but I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to see. And you know, again, that's another game that's been in development for seven years. So, like, is that, is that the new standard now? Um, you know, these are expectations. And the thing is, like, you, you know, it's a natural progression of things. Like, if you look from, you know, the eight bit era to the sixteen bit era, to the sixty four bit era to the, you know, one twenty eight bit era. Like, it's clear. Like, you know, like, okay, like, you know, first you have like. Uh, the well, technology, and then, it just like doubles. It just keeps doubling extra. Well, the thing is, ridiculous rate. Here. Is it though now? I mean, I think technology is not in, uh, progressing as far as it used to. It used to, yes, but now it's like it has. More, I think like, it's all that absolutely. Yeah, so now it's like, why now are we getting these games to take this long? Is that because it's stalled, or is it because it's because they're not getting the power they need for these things, or is it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's so. Why. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going the other way with the point. Like it. I thought you were okay. I thought you were saying it was taking. No, as long I'm saying like in the, in the beginning, they were, we were getting like technology is jumping so fast, so fast, yeah. and like people are like having all this fun and stuff. But now, it's not like yeah. Now we're not going as quickly, and like look, at, we're getting incremental okay. console releases. So they're trying. And, they're damnedest to make it look like it's not incremental. And so now you're trying to put the prettiest, best, biggest thing out, and you don't have the same resources that you used. Man, you if have. we could just get the power of the cloud together, you know we. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think down, I think that like yeah, I know. No, I th I just think that I and, and Mike would I'm sure Mike would love to be on this podcast for this part, uh considering the conversation you guys had in Discord earlier today. Uh but no employee from anywhere should be and they're saying they didn't require these hundred hour work weeks, but there's it's the such problem bullshit, No, yeah. but it's not that. Yeah, you're right. It's not that they're requiring it. It's like It's a you, culture. Yeah, it's if you don't do it if you don't do it, it's like you who's they're gonna find somebody else to replace you at some point then. Right, absolutely. Because, you know, if your boss is staying, you know, yeah. uh, till 10 p.m., you know, and he was there before you or, at, you know, when you were like, and all, all your other employees, like coworkers are doing the same thing and you leave on time or whatever like that. Yeah. 
Everybody else is going to notice. Everybody else is going to notice. At the very least, it's going to come up during like a professional review or whatever like that. Or you know, like it's you're you're like you're not a team player or you know, oh, not a good culture fit or something like that. Yeah. And that's terrible. Like nobody should go in expecting that. And so the greater ramification of this is we are burning out like our developers sure. like so quickly. Uh, the average age, according to a new study, um, which I don't have handy, says that the average employee in the game industry stays around for six years and then leaves, hmm. which is, compared to most of the other industries in the world, is actually like really pathetically low because it's like they just get burned in. And six years, I mean, you figure that's one, maybe two AAA games. And that's all pe- these people could take. It's like it, it's the the stress is just so demanding, the uh, the mental and physical toll, not to mention emotional. If you have family, if you have kids, you know all that stuff. Like you're yeah. just literally sacrificing your life to help make a video game so that your publisher uh, can make gigantic profits and so on. What was it? Um, I mean, going back again, it's just talking about Naughty Dog. Was it Neil Druckmann who just wants to? He just wanted to stop. He wanted to retire. Because it's like you put too much time into the game, and it's just well, like you lose his, that. Well, his oh, his, 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 it was the other one. It was the other one. Yeah, Australia. Just, Australia. Yeah, just... and he did. Yeah, they got rid of the game. They got rid of. They, they released the game, and he's done. You know, he's he yeah. just needs. He just can't do I mean, it anymore. Right, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce Australia. And I mean, yeah. he was like pretty much as high as you know most people can ever go in a company. You know, uh, being a prime you know game director of like, the yeah. two like big first franchise. party Sony yeah. titles, Huge right? Franchise. And he's like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, and at first. He even admitted in an interview with Kotaku, he admitted at first it was going to be like a hiatus or, you know, just some time off. And he's like, then it just got easy to say like, oh, you know what? I want some more. Yeah. I want some more. And then it's like, you know what? I can't come back to this. Yeah. yeah. I so can't come back. The crunch, and the crunch thing is the biggest part of not coming right. back. Uh, that right. crunch time. Every game I, apparently has this. And this is where yeah. it's like, why are they not, why have we not figured out a system at this point to not have crunch time? Right. And I forget if it was him or somebody else. I know it was covered in uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by, you know, Tracy Shire mm-hmm. where one guy literally rented a new apartment closer to the studio just so he could... Yes, they like, did. They did. That's what these two. That's right. what these two did. And it's just like, like, that's mind-blowing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so not only are you, like, you know, sacrificing your life, you're actually spending more money so you could spend more time at work. Yes, that's what they did. So they can get there faster and they had less commute. Yeah. Yes. And get there in bad weather. It was just easier for them to do that. Um yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, I don't know. Right. And, and uh, so it's just, all right. So you take this, you know, this guy who's worked on what? Yeah, how many Uncharted games? Last yeah. of Us. And now he's just, he's gone from the industry. Just gone. Yep. Completely gone. Like the value experience, the talent, the knowledge that he has had, the relationships, you know, the camaraderie, you know, with, with sure. people on his team, that's just gone. Yep. Yeah, because he's burnt out. So that's what we have to avoid. All right. Um,. I'm sure we'll cover this again a little bit more next week. Oh, absolutely. Week. So just a last bit. Um, yeah. Jason Trier, uh, you know, because he's the sneak press fuck that he is. Yeah. Uh, I love a guy. Uh, best investigative journalist that the game industry has, uh, to be quite honest. Maybe um, only, only one, too. Maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe yeah. one of the... One, definitely one I one know of. of yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just like, yeah. It seems like he's only the legit, only legitimate one out there, apparently, right now. Like We need more people like him in this industry. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there is. I think there's a Cecilia also from Kotaku. She broke the um, uh, Riot Games uh, like sexism scandal, what, yeah. scandal guys, and stuff like that. So that was really good that, piece, actually. That Philip guy didn't break this news, really. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll, but, break um, he'll break yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, he'll break it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but Jason Trier basically said, like, um, "Hey, like, uh, I'm definitely working. I've been working on a piece about Rockstar Games yeah. crunch and work culture and stuff like that." Uh, and this interview and you know all of this has just accelerated that. So, 
uh, you know, if you want, if you are a Here's recent my contact or information. Current, yeah. current, I will keep all your information confidential. And Jason Dreyer, who's been in the industry so long and has had successful, you know, stories, books, etc. Got rep. People, yeah. right? People trust him, so they are going to be more open with him, obviously. Yes, yeah. So, uh, I cannot. Like as a, yeah, as a uh, consumer of this. Uh, um, you know, content. It's very nice to see that there's a guy on the inside, essentially, kind of like trying to dig up this stuff It'd be and awesome. bring it to light because it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I wonder if we get a sequel book. Good to yeah. I wonder if it's oh, he's already writing that the out second there. Book. The yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Corey. I was going to say piggyback on this. I, I would like to get a sequel book called Crunch Time. Yeah, but. and it, it very well could be because I mean, this is one of the things that he is actually really passionate about about yes. just like the industry overall. He did say. Oh, I mean. My connection shit. Oh, he did say what? Can you get us? Oh, Corey's, Corey's losing us. Anyways, I don't know. We we got. He did say. You're still fine on our side, Corey. I mean, uh, whatever. Okay. Oh, now he's frozen. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll get that later from him. We'll get uh, it back. Anyways, so, but yeah, we so we have a topic. Yeah. I was gonna turn off. yeah I was... Okay. Okay. Um, you there? Okay. Well, okay, we're going to move on because we have dead air. So, uh, topic of the night. Uh, is, topic of the night. Are you there? No. I'm here. Jeez. Okay, there you go. Okay, what? You hear me? Yes, yeah, he did I, say. I, my video, I added to my video off. That's fine. No, I was just going to say with Jason Stroud, he did say that it's going to be a little different than Blood, Sweat, and Pixel. So, if you like that expect something different okay next book. i'm fine with that i mean you don't want to read the same thing twice and like you know, I, mean, right, I guess right. some people do but um anyways uh let's get into our topic uh price of games should it be going up at this point uh, we haven't had a price increase in how long when was the last time the games went up they went down 360 price. because they went down we get n64 went, games i mean it depends yeah i was gonna say n64 games were like 70 bucks 79.99 they were 80 bucks i think right where neo geo games were 100 dollars, weren't they Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, they've. I mean, it's all the carts though. Carts are always going to be more. Expensive. CDs have been sixty dollars since three sixty. Um, yep. Yeah, three sixty. So for two generations now, we've had sixty dollars prices of games, and the cost of games obviously is getting astronomical. Development time, we've just talked about, is just crazy. So should these games be going up in price? I think yes. Um, yeah. I'm all for them increasing the price by five dollars to right now. Don't you want to jump? Great, but you can start bringing it up slowly. You could do a sixty-four, you know, sixty-four ninety-nine game, and it's not that bad yeah. for people to still buy. It's not that bad, uh, but you don't want to. I don't think you want to jump ten dollars, uh, which I know is probably the goal. But you don't want to yeah. do that here. You you have you should have been doing this a long time ago. Is my point. Yeah, I I actually will make a bold claim here, and I am speculating that with the launch of the ps5 and the you know, xbox 2 processors mm-hmm. i think we're going to see 9.99 dollar games which i think they're going to take 69? advantage of okay 69.99 uh, at least in american u.s dollars okay. i think they're going to target that as their base price line okay uh yeah i could see that too i mean 64.99 is a weird number so but i could see them doing that and that's why i was like you could do a five dollar increase and it wouldn't be as bad uh, no, no i agree like a five dollar would be gentle um yeah. But with the the new thing, the, like the new launch, you can get away with murder. Like we That's talked true. about it so much. We did just talk like, about it with movies too. Yeah, right. New like, releases. Yeah. Like hey, you funny, are... like you're like the opposite on this though, Jim. I know, and that's why I, I think I said that on the. I think I was trying to say it in the movie cast. I'm the opposite opinion on both because I know that like, I know that 
costs of movies are recouped a little bit from the movie theaters. Gaming, gaming gets released. You have to buy it from there. There's no other venue to see it or, view, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, do it. That's, that's your launch. I'm talking right. about the combination of everything for the movies. For games, it's right. one thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, I guess. I mean, I would say for the most part, like, all right, so anything that's major in a movie, like uh, any of the Marvel stuff, Star Wars stuff, all, and I've said it before, all that is just kind of like play money because all that Disney really cares about is selling toys, sure, merchandise, all that stuff, creating their brand. Like, if the movie is profitable, great, but, like, that's a drop in the bucket compared to like you know toy sales and right purchasing and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, as a unless the movie's like independent or a lesser budget movie, then obviously that has a significant factor. But at least with most games, and I'm saying most because obviously a lot are like licensed or a lot of yeah, them you know, will have does. merchandise. Yeah. But a lot of the a lot of the games like that is their only opportunity to make money. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. And you will succeed or fail, uh, depending on how well that you know or or not well the game does. Yeah. Um, so sure. if a $10 price hike is going to, you know, help ease that, you know, risk, because that's, let's talk about it. I mean, that's really what it is. The games are a risky venture. And you could just compare the output of like, again, like the big four publishers, EA, um, third party, Ubisoft, Activision, Blizzard, Take-Two. They're releasing less games on average per year than they did 10 years ago. When like, they would just like, be like oh whatever here's a new game here's a new game here's a new game we get like crazy stuff like mirror's edge and you know whatever rayman brought back and stuff like that and like now it's just like we get like a couple marquee titles per year like what maybe three or four yeah and it's yeah. propped up with like you know uh loot crates or microtransactions and games as a service which, you know it's great because as a consumer you you're confident when you buy that game you can get a lot of play time and value out of it you know so sure yeah i think um I mean, I think that's. I, I'm off. Like I said, I don't. I'm not against this at all. I think increasing this price would help get more of these games out rather than get them canceled, uh, as we've seen how many times now. Um, a game doesn't even see the light of day just because it gets in development hell. Uh, risks of failure become you know more prominent as they spend more money. But if you know that you're getting ten more dollars back per game on sale, maybe that can recoup that a little bit. It really depends on the consumer. When and, was the last time you bought a game at full price, Jim? Uh, well, GCU has skewed that, unfortunately. Um, you're right. GCU has <laughs> definitely skewed that uh, because I guess you can count my GameStop purchases, like because um, that's that trade-ins. Game. Shadow of the Colossus was opening. The, you know, for, that that was what it, I paid. What was that? Forty dollars when that came out. And that's what I paid. Yeah, yeah um, but I'm, you really didn't pay that. <laughs> no, GameStop paid that for you. Yes, but. they're always, but there's always going to be creative ways of not paying sure. the full price, and that's the point. Like they can charge seventy dollars in GameStop. You're still paying seventy dollars, but GameStop right. pays part of that. Um, so that's the that's the idea, or whatever that comes out to be, whatever the magic is behind the pre-owned dollars. Um, but you know, like GCU, I've been paying forty-eight dollars per game. I've ordered a ton of games. Um, but you're right. It 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 still needs to happen. It's it it still should have been happening. Like I said, more slowly over the the course of the the generations. It's it just because it hasn't happened now. They put us they're behind the eight ball in terms of cost of development. Uh, and and that well, I mean, this, that's the thing here with the, this. Um, people are conditioned for certain things now. We're conditioned mm-hmm. for a certain price tag. We're conditioned well, for a certain um, quality of game. We're conditioned for all these things that these people have to you know, live up to. And so, when you're not living up to that, your game's gonna get trashed, or it's gonna fail. Uh, it's gonna not be worth the money, and so people aren't gonna buy. It's just you're just kind of feeding into the 
the problem here and uh that's where yeah, i can you see have to yes. all do it together i mean that's the thing is if xbox does it and sony doesn't you're screwed no right? but but they have to and that's the idea behind like third party would would control this rate um and that's that's where they have to follow that and the other thing I could say is not every game needs to be sixty nine ninety nine suggested retail price. I think that like a big like a game like God of War would be a game that you would put at sixty nine ninety nine as opposed to Overwatch. Overwatch could be a that could be a cheaper game because it has a service in there where you can make money on to supplement that extra ten dollar cost. So I think it like it also would signify more of you know what you're getting when you purchase it. So like if you're getting a game like you know, you're getting a service game like Rocket League or something like that. It's not going to be a full price game because you're getting they're supplementing their income like Titanfall. They're supplementing their income with you know purchases that you can do inside the game uh, that gets them more money and they end up making a pretty good amount. So my, my other idea was to well, do they Titanfall offer more? That's of that? an interesting one to bring up. I don't know why I brought that one up. That was the first that came to my head. I just remember them having free DLC like crazy because of what they made for people to buy in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean like. I think games like these single players. Well, and that's the other problem. That's the other thing that we're getting conditioned for is like, you expect to buy a game for sixty dollars, and it's going to be a, you're going to continue to get value out of that game for that sixty dollars. That's why I'm saying like those kind of games. I think making like a, a single player experience that I love to play, I could see paying seventy dollars and be okay with that as long as it's a nice experience. You know? And you're okay with that, Jim, because you get to trade it into GameStop. If you could not do that, would you still be okay? I haven't traded a game in in probably since Flip Again. Yeah, you're waiting for value for it, Jim. <laughs> but they drop in value, Corey. I just haven't gone. Like I just haven't traded a game in. Like, no, I'm just I'm saying I'm just asking you a question. Would you pay seventy dollars for a game full price, knowing you're not going to be able to resell that game? I probably look for some sales on games, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't buy like my big games. I know like Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, yes, I would. Right. I mean, for a game that you know you're going to be able to get 100 hours out of. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man I would have. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of games I would have done that with. Um, right. You the, know, Uncharted the amount games. Of games uh, so I'm, what I'm saying is the amount of games you would be buying would probably go down. Yeah. So does that, does that help then? I mean, do you think raising prices... And the amount of sales lost because of that is going to counter the well. That's price the, that's the problem. We don't know. That's we're not sure. I mean, that's true. So, but there's always ways to not. But if their suggested retail value is my opinion, like personally, I don't think raising the price is going to be the answer. I think it's more the games as a service. But is, that's the way you're going to make money. Well, no, no, absolutely. I, I agree with that, Corey. I, I think the the money maker now for most of these publishers is going to be games as a service. Absolutely. The ten, uh, whatever the price hike is, five to ten dollars. I, I can, I think we can agree that it would not be more than ten dollars. I think anything that past that would be ridiculous. I mean, I definitely agree that they, they are. You're, you're getting a great deal at sixty dollars for a game. But that's what I'm saying. Like, let's, let's say, let's take. But movies. that's not what we're conditioned. But for. let's we're, take, We don't let, care. Wait. No, but, I agree. But wait, let's take movies as a as a good example here. Then let's say the movie. The, let's say the the game has a suggested retail price of of sixty nine ninety nine. But like movies, movies are very rarely at their suggested retail price. All all movies are suggested retail price of thirty five dollars. How often do you ever see them for thirty five dollars? Well, even at launch, you never see them at thirty five. Like because the... because a game can launch at a suggested retail price, but still be sixty dollars in the store. But people, if, you, if people would feel like they're getting more of a value then, and they buy them at sixty dollars more, more people would buy at sixty dollars than they are now. 
Well, yeah, if you're going to say it's on sale. Exactly. I mean, but that's, that's another, what, but then so what's the value? So then, right? Like they yes. just hike everything up. Like you just saved 80% off of this item. Exactly. Was... You, right. You, you so saved $210. It's the illusion. Yes. Yes. It's an yeah. illusion. But, but that works. And that's the idea. Like you can raise this value and still do that and you'll get better Yeah, but sales. then again, but Jim, then you're, all right. So yes, I agree with you in that sense that if you raise the prices and then discount it back to where it was originally, people will feel better about that. But, um, no, but you'd also like, sell up front because like, you, you don't go fully digital, right, Jim? Like, well, sure. You're talking about like trading in games. You can't trade it. For me, I would love to go. Um, I, I mean, I I would love to be able to support these guys and give them as much money as possible. I I, I do, but like, yeah, we have to be smart about it. We have so many games coming out. Sure. You, we only have, have so many dollars that we can spend. Yeah, you have to be more smart about where too. you put your dollars, and so. Right. So, but absolutely. Um, but you know, the, here's the thing. So I. Absolutely, I think the third parties would love that if uh, video games were to go up in price. But I, I think it's the first parties too that would love to get an additional, you know, uh, on their own first party games a full ten dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and because you know, I think they get a, uh, you know, um, around fifty percent, the fifteen of a retail sale, like physical copy. They would love you know extra. Dollar fifty, two dollars uh, royalty fee for every single copy of a game it sells. Especially mm. when you talk about these mega, again, mega blockbuster games. Like you know, just do the like RDR two. You know, that's the yeah. the game of the night, game of the year, whatever I'm talking yeah. about. All right, it's been hyped to hell for seven years. You know, whatever. It's been development. It's going to be like the greatest open world game ever seen. It's going to blow your fucking mind, horse testicles, motherfucker. If that actually launched for sixty nine ninety nine base edition. How many people would really, honestly, be turned away? No, not nobody. I don't think anybody. Maybe a couple, but you would make more. You would definitely make more money on that game. Right. There's no question. Right. And I think. And that's and I the think, thing, though, is like that, that's by, the problem. Me, though, that's my you point. Have a game like that. And you and make. You have a. But you let that right. option be there. Like you let, Rockstar have the option of charging sixty nine ninety nine a game. Sure. I mean, they could do that now if they wanted no. to, but that's not what. The norm, yeah, but if you make the norm sixty nine ninety nine, and then games are discounted a lot of times, but you could charge full value no, for no, certain. No, but you, but that's not what Tony was saying. Oh, I thought that's what he was saying. So you're saying? That's, I'm saying like if Rockstar put out a game, they put out Red Dead Redemption two this right now mm -hmm. for seventy dollars. The effect, of, the, the 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 amount of people not buying it because of that is not is minimal, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess you mean by but so that's the problem though is that's what all these companies are trying to live up to and going back to the conversation of you know crunch and, and yeah. work ethics and you know yeah, that kind yeah. of thing like you have to have a, a game like that that large in order to justify it yeah all right like, and, and that, at the same time yeah. like you have a game like that that's selling for the same price as like a fucking like um license piece that, of shit yeah, yeah exactly yearly sports game sixty nine like right. fifty nine ninety nine. Rather than you know RDR two that had seven seven years of you know sure. right. thing. So so you know what what is it going to be like? Because here's the thing, in my opinion, like we're like push is going to come to shove for a lot of these games where it's like, hey, look, like the content uh, replay value, whatever you want to call it, is not as good as some of these other games. Like especially when you have free to play games like Fortnite, you yeah. know, taking over the world. Um, you have RDR2. I mean, Call of Duty. I mean, I really wanted to talk about that tonight. Well, maybe we could make it about next week. Yeah. Now that's eating like like you just made a game that was head and shoulders above all these other shooters for for multiple years, and it's only in the past couple that other shooters started to catch up. And now that they did with like Battle Royale and all that stuff, and they're like, all right, guys, let's 
let, let the big boys take this over. Let the let the men handle this kind of thing. And I mean, they didn't even put a single player mode in this year's Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. There's not even a single player mode, and you know, it's breaking uh, digital Call sale records. Yeah. Right for Activision and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you true. know, like these mega games and. Honestly, if they wanted to, I think the big publishers could absolutely get get away with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, those are the ones that are that have more leverage against the first parties. Like, imagine if, you know, imagine if Rockstar is like, yeah, we want a next generation. We're not gonna give you help you out with like GTA Six unless we're allowed to sell it for six nine ninety nine. Like, just imagine. Yeah. Like Sony be like, <laughs> okay. Okay, it's going to happen. And because the thing is, and it's not like there's not a precedent for this. Remember, Xbox Live used to be $49.99 a year. Sure. That was what it launched at and uh, was existed until halfway I through the think it launched generation. At, I think it launched at $39.99. I think there was. Oh, uh, it yeah. might actually launch yeah. at $39.99. Oh, yeah, I think it launched yeah. at $39.99. And there was a $20 price hike, right? Well, and it was be- I think it was a 10 by 10. I think they went 10. They went up was it 10, 10 by 10? Yeah, I think it went 10, 10. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, it increased to $60. And that was strictly because. Uh, Microsoft made some kind of marketing deal with Activision. Was like, we got to make the money back and yeah. price hike on this. Yeah. And then Sony came out. Oh, PlayStation Plus. Well, we can come out with that service, and we're gonna charge you sixty bucks a year. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's going up. <laughs> I don't know. We could. Yeah. So. I mean, we don't have to wait much longer. Yeah. The question. The, the question originally was like, should video games be cost more? Yes, they should cost more. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think we're all in agreement on that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you know what, what's going to happen, and, and that's the thing is, uh, I, I think we're going to see, uh, by consumer demand, which games can charge more than sixty dollars, and obviously which ones can't. Because there's I mean, a lot that aren't even like, like Tomb Raider, Jim. Like Tomb Raider. Yeah. By all accounts that I've seen online, like that game is flopping hard as hell yeah well yeah but like the game's not great like right why they charge six dollars for it sure right yeah and as a consumer like you look at like you know the metacritic social media all that stuff and you have on the fucking shelf red dead redemption 2 or tomb raider or tomb raider yeah right and that's i mean that's the thing is like these uh, the value there is how much value are you getting for your dollar and that's I've where, been, like, I'm still getting people, my like, value. Pissed out of off my at game, Destiny Two, you know, like, there's like no value there for sixty dollars, and then now they're gonna make us pay more. It's like that's all. Like, that's the narrative. Is like these companies just want more money from you, even though like these games are huge, and some of them are like gigantic, like Red Dead, and like Destiny is a huge game that like a lot of people worked on. Like five hundred people worked on this game. Like, yeah, the, people have to get paid. Like, if you want actually good games, like, you need to get money for that and you have to like be able to pay for it so i think the problem where the issue i have with a lot of people are is the entitlement that they feel because they yeah. can play fortnite for free and be like oh well why can't i get a game you know that's gonna be like huge See, open world rpg and why can't i pay less for that and i guess that's... there are people like that yeah so i mean i i saw tomb raider on sale last week and i'm like not kicking myself that i bought the game at full price which i didn't pay full price i mean gcu but still i'm just saying that GCU? Yeah, I'm still say I'm still saying it would have got it cheaper than still now if I bought it now. But yeah, but it, you know, again, it's one of those things where like these third-party publishers have just uh, the big ones have effectively pushed out all the yeah. other people, all the yep. other companies. Like, uh, in my opinion, like all you, the Japanese. Bit, yeah, B tier, you're you're gone. Like the THQs of the world were right. Exactly, exactly. They're all they're all dead. Because like you know, uh, I've talked about it before. But if you like, 
so first party you know games that are coming out from Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, they can afford you know these huge development costs to make games like uh, Zelda and Horizon and God of War and Halo and Forza and all that stuff because to them you know that's kind of a, a loss leader. It's like they invest the money expecting that since it's an exclusive game it's going to sell x amount of millions of units and hopefully recoup those costs but it's a loss leader because people buy the system then to play those games and then most likely make additional purchases whether it's games uh, services or accessories most mm -hmm. likely a combination of all the three um and then you have these third parties that are just like investing million hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars into these video games that are like it's almost like too big to fail kind of thing and like here you are as a mid middleware you know mid studio it's like what the how how can you possibly compete yeah yeah how right. can you possibly compete i don't know and then you have indie games the indie you know on the inverse uh, uh end of the spectrum indie games uh are so much more advanced and deep and fleshed out uh than they used to be like um what was it? one of my first big indies was what castle crashers maybe or something like that yeah and that was an awesome game but like uh what was it 15 to 20 dollars uh i think it was 20 bucks I think maybe, like it was, maybe it was fourteen ninety nine. Actually, I, I'm trying yeah, to remember back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nowadays, for that same amount of money, you can buy Stardew Valley. You can yeah. buy Rocket League. You can buy sure. Hollow Knight. Yeah. These are like games that are effectively AAA indie titles. So if you're not on that level, like where do you go? Yeah. Where do you go? Yeah. Mobile. Go mobile. <laughs> so, I don't right. know. I think that's gonna wrap up this episode 417 of the GameCast. Uh, you can write us, tell us what you think, podcast at allgeek.net. Follow us on Twitter, All I Can Geek. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune in next week. We're going to try to do some Halloween-themed stuff. It's uh, spooky! Try to get that in before. I Yes, we will have a podcast before Halloween, but you probably won't listen to it until Halloween, so we're like, let's just do it next week. Uh, so, thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week. See you soon. <laughs>